Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And good Saturday morning to you. You know, after 31 years, you think that guy would get it right. It's not Louisiana Saturday night. It's Louisiana Saturday mornings, Mel. Get it right, guy. Well, you know, being in the business I am, you probably can imagine some of the questions and inquiries I get, you know, about certain regulations and rules and live fishing reports and hunting season updates and changes and that kind of thing. But if you had to think, what would be the most commonly asked question I get? And I would have to tell you, it is people who are looking for bank fishing spots. And if you happen to be one of those, you're not alone. And I've got some special opportunities for you, along with some regular tips and reports from some of our people in the field. But I've got some great bank fishing ideas for you today, tomorrow, this week, coming. Some excellent opportunities. So stay tuned for that. I'm sure there's one in your area. If you live anywhere in the state of Louisiana, we've got one not too far away from you. All right, we also have more deer seasons opening up with uh, firearms. And, of course, the bow season's been open now. I'll be doing some of that a little bit later on. Uh, we're also going to tell you what Alabama is doing to prevent chronic wasting disease. Yeah, it's time to start talking about old CWD again. Uh, they're trying to prevent it from getting into their state and how you can help. Now, we have not had a case here in Louisiana. However, neighboring states, uh, Mississippi, Texas, and some of the others have had chronic wasting disease and Alabama, Louisiana, doing their best to keep it out. We'll give you some tips on how to help do that. In our bad boys of the outdoor feature, well, the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries for Louisiana this morning is reaching out for help in bringing an alligator violated to justice, and they're offering a reward for information to do it. We'll fill you in on all of that. Plus, what you're going to see on this week's Bayou Wild TV, if you have not seen it yet, uh, do large fishing with Captain Lloyd Landry. Speckled trout fishing out there along the coast. Also, a, a really nice expose on the coastal restoration efforts in that area. Whiskey Island, Aldenir, uh, Chris Macaluso, we call him CMAC with the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership, joins us and shows you. We actually have some ex- outstanding footage shot by Chris Lecoq. Uh, from drone footage showing you what has happened with uh, dredging and filling in those areas. I mean, it's like Instant Island and the coastal marshes that they protect. So we'll get to that. Plus, uh, also on this week's feature, Chef Rommel. Boy, what a character he is. Uh, He teams up with Martha Spencer, our co-host, and they do a great uh, Jewfish, Whitefish, uh, not Jewfish, Jewish Whitefish uh, dip. It is outstanding in uh, a salad, I guess you would call it. Anyway, it tasted pretty good, whatever you want to call it. We've also got some listings of outdoor events. And, of course, a very important part of this program are your reports, your comments, and your questions. We welcome it in on our text line right here in the studio. That number is 
We love to hear from you. Tell us who you are, where you are, and what you got going on this big outdoors day on a Saturday morning. Weather forecast not too bad. About 20% rain today, some of it lingering from last evening. But for the most part, it's going to be getting better as we get into the weekend. Uh, Offshore today, northeast winds 10 to 15, about 2 to 4 foot seas, a little bumpy out there. Uh, Tomorrow, they'll become more easterly and lighten up 5 to 10. One to two foot seas, that's great news. And on the inside, we got a northwest wind this morning, five to ten knots, some smooth conditions, continued smooth conditions tomorrow, and that wind will drop to about five knots. Also good for you squirrel hunters, those light winds. Average tide, 1.1. We got some water rolling. We got a little bit of breeze. I'll tell you what, the temperatures are dropping. You got a great opportunity to get out there and catch some fish this weekend. And if you want to do that, we'll help you out with some of our field reports. Coming up next, we'll head down to Shell Beach. That's where we start the Saturday morning show off with Robbie Campo. Get an update from the St. Bernard Parish area and find out what's happening in his area. And you take all that information, put it to good use. We'll be right back to kick it off. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, let's cross that bridge in Wachlowski and hook that left and go on down to Shell Beach to uh, Campos Marina and talk to Robbie Campo. Robbie, set the weather stage for me. What kind of winds you got? What's the water looking like down there? And is the rain out of the way so far from what you see? Well, uh, you know, we had a lot of rain yesterday. Even was the first rain that we had in quite some time. Uh, Don, no rain this morning so far. Um, it was pretty foggy on a ride down uh, from Miro coming down, so if you you know, just be careful. You know, don't be in a hundred, you know, hundred miles an hour hurry to get down here because it is the uh, fog is pretty heavy. You know, right close to that river. As you get down here, when you turn by the junction, it kind of just like it, it clears up. So, um, for the most part, the four lane is all foggy coming down to you. Like I said, till you get to the junction food store, and then when you turn by the junction, it's pretty clear coming down here. Not saying that it's not going to set in around daylight because that's what it did the other day. We have a light north north northwest wind this morning um but i tell you don i don't think that's going to hamper the fishing because we've been uh, we've been seeing some really good fish coming in um you know up in the biloxi marsh area tide's been up pretty good uh making it a little tough to catch some redfish because water's been uh, way up in the grass uh they've been catching a uh, more redfish in the later on in the day when that tide comes down out that grass and we had some we had some over two foot tide ranges this week um, uh, you know, water's up on a dock every morning. Uh, we, we're dealing with that also again this morning. So if you got your boots, get put them on because <laughs> 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 water's high. <laughs> but uh, I tell you, uh, Don, um, we'll start right here in Lake Bourne. The eastern shoreline of Lake Bourne was good all week, uh, you know, on a falling tide, and, we, and which is which will happen around 8, 9 o'clock in the morning. It'll fall, you know, most you know, throughout the day. Up in the Biloxi Marsh has been good. Over here on the Hopedale side, and Rosita and the Amity and all your fall fishing spots of Lake Robin, Hopedale Lagoon, um, uh, Lake Amita. You know they've been catching good trout this way. Um, all the way over to over to the Delacro side. Uh, over here by the dam for you people that like to fish white trout and croakers. I've seen the biggest croakers I've seen in a very long time pulled out by that dam. Uh, not bull croakers, but Pretty. I'm telling you, they they got to be three quarters of a pound or so. Um, you could go there and just fill a boat up with them if you want. Uh, and and 
Don, the people have been stacked up over there by the dam just fishing white trout and crocus because there's no limit, no size limit. So, um, you know, if you want to pan fry them, there you go, right there. <laughs> Make that little stop right there, and you go catch all you want. I mean, it's been it's been stacked up with them. So, uh, you know, for the most part, the fishing's been good. There's no no sense of staying in the house. Get out the house and come on down and hook the left at the bridge and come on down and see us. Our bait situation looks good. We're ready for you to get over here. Robbie, I got to feel like this is going to be a really good weekend to fish. Uh, you ain't got to put up with all uh, the intense heat. You know, rain's going to be out of here, light winds, uh, you know, and plus you got a good tide moving out there. It, it's going to be good. And I know I've been getting a lot of good reports from people that dealt with the wind early in the week, but they, they haven't managed to catch fish. You know, you mentioned those croakers uh, with the white trout mixed in over there by the dam. You know, you talk to a lot of old-timers, and they will tell you that croaker is their favorite fish. But you know what? There's fewer and fewer people saying that because not many people eat them anymore because you can't hardly catch them in a size big enough to, to, to eat. But I know most people that I remember, the old guys would tell me they wouldn't even they wouldn't fillet them. They just scale them and gut them and, and fry them whole with the skin on them, and they loved them. It's a sweet meat. It really is. Great fish. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I tell you, um, I got a buddy of mine that went over there, and uh, he just absolutely annihilated him by himself in a boat. I mean, just fill the box up, man. I was like, wow, that's that's a and I'm it's a pretty pretty crocus too. I was like. That was the biggest croakers I've seen <clears throat> Don caught, you know, on a rod and reel in a very long time. I know when I passed over there but with the fish meter because I've been trawling on a boat, and when I get over there and I look on the meter, the meter just lights up red. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a load of fish over there, people. I just <laughs> white trout and, man, <clears throat> you know, it's just it got plenty of fish there. And, look, they must have been 50 boats there last Saturday. And I, I, every time I looked, everybody, somebody was pulling a fish in. So, I mean, it was, you know, and it's been like that all week, Don, I, you know, because I've been down there shrimping every day, and it's been it's been like that all week. Every time you turn around, you look, somebody's got a fish on a, a you know, pulling a fish in a boat. So, you know, so if, you, if that's what you want to do today, you want to make something really easy, you go right there by the dam and, you know, drop your line straight down. You don't have to cast. You just drop it straight down, and it's it, it's game on, man, I tell you. I think you can put three hooks on and catch them three at a time, I swear. That's how fast they were pulling them in. It was, it was amazing. Robbie, you know, but... Robbie, you spent a lot of time on the water there, you know, trawling, oystering, fishing down there. And I'm wondering if you've ever seen that. I've seen it one time. I'll tell you, you, you know Captain Hill Wagner. He and I were, were running up to Mr. Go. And right after we made the turn into the intercoastal waterway, this was right after Katrina, there was uh, a, a barge there that was that was moving some debris around and stuff that had gotten pushed up into the marsh, and he was churning up all the mud off the bottom. And we noticed birds just swooping down. We thought it was on shrimp. And when we got there, it was the muddy water from the bottom, and croakers by the thousands were dying. They, they, I guess they were getting choked. There, there was no oxygen. It was just muddy water. And we almost loaded, almost sunk his boat, just picking him up with net and throwing him in there. Because, like you said, there's no limit on size or, or quantity. And these were pretty decent croakers. And I've, I've only seen that once. Have you ever seen anything like that? Well, I saw uh, uh, up in Baya La Lutra one time when I, uh, they, they passed a the drilling rig through there. And uh, it was pretty much the same thing. But uh, you could go scoop. <laughs> when he passed through there, Don, they turned up. They turned up the bottom so bad through, you know, from the ship channel going all the way through, you know, past Stump Lagoon. 
they were scooping up they were scooping out two or three pound speckle trout out the bayou that was just you know I had I guess they had mud in their gills or whatever it couldn't yeah, you know yeah. it, it it was it was something to see uh, um but that ain't what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. well, no, that's and not as much fun. But something similar to that. But yeah, you know, we yeah. got three tugs pulling on a drilling rig. Yeah, I did see something like that one time, but it was in a different circumstance, and they wound up getting sued for screwing up everybody's oyster leases. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I did I see them scoop up some fish. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. They call that, that a jubilee or bonanza, depending on where you're from. Oh, that, that happens. I, well, it was it was some, it was free pickings. That will tell you that much. uh, (laughs) All right, Robbie. Well, y'all go down and see Robbie. Stop there at Campos, get you some live shrimp, and uh, chat with him. That's it. And he'll help you find some fish. Thank you, Rob. See you. All right. All right. right. Bye-bye. There he goes. Robbie Campo. All right. We're getting some text messages in. We'd love to hear from you. And you can do that at 504-260-1870. We've got more fishing reports coming up a little later on. We're going to talk to Captain Kirk, get an update on the, the battered southwest Louisiana area. Darrell Carpenter is going to update us. You know, I think if you're fishing around Grand Isle, you might want to head north. Those trout have made the transition. Also, Mike Gallo going to talk about Lake Bourne and Lake Pontchartrain. And we got the Paddlers Report with Eric Mohabarak and Ryan Lambert. we got a great staff of reporters. And we'll be back with all of that after this time out. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And from southeast Louisiana near Shell Beach to southwest Louisiana near Big Lake, we talked to Captain Kirk Stansel, Hackberry Rod and Gun. And, Kirk, if you would, first update us on the situation there about what's open and what's closed for fishermen that want to work that area. Okay. Uh, well, the lake is pretty much open. Uh, I don't know that they've actually opened it up completely to uh, – the lake but i know there's fishermen out there so you know i haven't seen anything posted in the news where uh it's That's closed good news. So, and and, we, and we've been fishing everywhere now sabine refuge and also cameron prairie refuge uh cameron prairie refuge is behind the weirs you know where you and i fished that time and then right. sabine refuge which is on the west side of the lake they're all closed you can't access them and, uh, you know, of course, you know, this time of year with all those big marshes they have, they, we catch a lot of fish back there. And a lot of people fish back there and catch fish, but they're closed to the public. I mean, to guides, everybody. Nobody can fish them. So, well, uh, glad you're back up and running. What, what, what have y'all been catching and how have you been doing it? We've been catching everything. We've been catching, uh, reds, trout, flounder. Uh, I mean, everything's been real good, Don. It, uh, it, shoot, it's been just, just about, if you want to go catch redfish, there's no problem catching them. It's red. Uh, same way with trout. Birds are working, uh, chasing birds, fishing the mouths of drains well, where they're coming into the lake has been real good. It's just, uh, it's been normal October fishing. It's been real good. That's great. Kirk, um, let me ask you yeah, this. Do, you want, do y'all ever yeah. see, do you ever see those, uh, uh, they, some people call them storm minnows. I think the technical name is gulf killerfish. They supposedly live down in holes in the marsh, and when a storm comes in, you get extremely high tides, particularly in, in late summer or early fall. They come up in, in huge numbers, and it looks kind of like a cockahoe minnow, but they're a whole lot prettier. They're like a tropical fish almost, and boy, I tell you, the trout just go crazy. They go crazy over them. We had a run of those uh, three years ago, and the trout went nuts on them, but I haven't seen them since. Yeah. 
Well, I can remember the, the one time I was fishing down by the mouth of Mississippi River, and they were they were spawning. And, I mean, it was just crazy, the birds and the fish and everything else. I mean, I don't know how they yeah. taste. I was tempted to eat one myself just to find out what it was all about. <laughs> you find out, huh? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm glad to hear y'all yeah, doing well catching the fish. We are. Fishing's real good. I mean, you know, any way you want to fish, you know, plastics. We haven't done much on top water, but soft plastics mm-hmm. have been real uh, real good. And, you know, the water's off-colored. You know, we've still got a bunch of rainwater uh, runoff coming through. Uh, but uh, I've been doing real well, throwing a quarter-ounce jig head uh, with, uh, 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 golly, I keep I blank on the name, uh, Mirror Lures, uh, <laughs> Little John, the Little John. But, uh, in okay. open night, I've been doing real well with that under a two-inch popping cart, fishing it about two feet deep, getting in the birds or just, you know, fishing it in the current around the mouths of these drains, doing real well because it kind of just keeps that bait, I guess, in the strike zone. And uh, that's the way I've been doing a lot of my fishing. A lot of bird activity feeding on those, uh, those shrimp yeah. on top? Yeah, yeah, there's been a lot of bird activity, sure has. Speaking of birds, what are you seeing on waterfowl? Has anything dropped in yet from we the start, Yeah, we, we saw some uh, some gadwalls, some gray ducks showed up here just yesterday uh, in the marsh. We've been in the, doing a little work in the marsh, and we saw some of those show up yesterday. And uh, this next front, I think next week we'll see more. How much work have y'all got to do on blinds, considering the, the storms? I believe you told me you a had lot. a couple that fared pretty well, but <laughs> others lot. not so much. <laughs> a lot, right? Yeah. We, we have a lot, uh, a little more than normal, but uh, we you know we lost one blind, so we'll have to replace one. But all the blinds are there; they got banged up pretty good by the wave action. But uh, we'll get it fixed up. All sounds good. Somebody want to get a hold of you? Hey, by the way, you got the camera working on the cleaning dock yet? We don't yet. We're trying to get our computer guy down to get it done, but everybody's messed up. It's, he's, you know, kind of way out uh, getting people service. So uh, we'll we'll have it up here pretty soon. Well, I'll tell we'll you, I'll help you, but I'm pretty – I'm not very technically inclined when it comes to computerology. I, I, I get by oh, with no, what I, I need to. <laughs> you and me both. I'm an idiot with it. <laughs> we'll leave that to the people who are good at it. Kurt, That's good right. talking to you, my friend. Uh, people can Thank check you, you out on Hackberry Rod and Gun, and uh, give them that telephone number if they want to give you a call. Okay, it's uh, 337-762-3391, and we have a toll-free number. It's 888-762-3391. Sounds good. Go catch them, Captain Kurt. All right, we're going after them this morning. Go get them. Good talk to you, Don. All right, thank you. Hi, right, sir. Kirk Stansel and the Stansel brothers and family operating Hackberry Rod and Gun. Great folks, a great place down there. Uh, so similar to what you fish in southeast and central Louisiana, but sometimes so different. All right, we come back after this. Your text messages, get one in, 504-260-1870. You can text us right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, checking on our text messages, we got this one in from the Lafayette Yacker. He says he's on the island for the fallen tide, which we'll talk about with our Mahabarak coming up shortly. Uh, weather was bad last night, but looks good for the day. Want some weather reports? Thanks for the show. Boudin balls to me. Thank you very much. Wish I had some of those along with some of those biscuits you like. Uh, here's the perennial question. Any specks along the causeway? I would be really surprised if there were not. There are so many shrimp in Lake Pontchartrain. They've got to be stacked up there. Been getting most of the reports, though, along the northern shoreline from Bailacombe, uh, Goose Point, 
uh, off the mouth of Cane Bayou, those grass beds. Uh, a lot of birds working there, and you can really tell because there's just an awful long, number of shrimp boats working Lake Pontchartrain, which I have not seen in quite a while. All right, we have Justin. He's in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge where things are quiet. He says part of the fun of Bayou Wild TV is putting a face to guests you've had on your radio show, like Chris Macaluso. Uh, it's fun seeing Chris Macaluso's face. Come on. No, I'm kidding. Chris is a very hardworking guy, and we're glad to have him on. All right, we're going to take a quick pause, and I'll be back with some more of your text messages. That number to Texas is 504-260-1870. We're back right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, getting back to him, we have uh, one of our Alabama listeners, the backstrap stacker, is checking in. He wanted to see how our dove hunt in Alabama went last week. Well, i got to tell you, the Alabama Department of Wildlife and Fisheries did a phenomenal job. Uh, they had the fields prepared. There was corn. There were peanut fields. There was a lot of places out there. Weather was good. It was a little breezy. Uh, they actually cooked for us. Uh, the kids came out. They got to shoot skeet to warm up. They gave a real good safety talk. Uh, Agent uh, Tommy Harms did a wonderful job. They helped people get out to their stands, particularly the younger kids. Unfortunately, not one dove came in the field that evening, and we hung in there till almost a bitter end. But that's the way things go, and they're kind of attributed to it. You know, they got in that area in Fairhope, they were hit pretty hard with that storm. A lot of those birds left the area. They were pushed out. In fact, I'm going hunting tomorrow in a place that said they got birds that came into their area after the storm passed. So it helped some and hurt others. But it wasn't because they didn't put together a great opportunity. I'll tell you what, uh, if you were listening last week, uh, my, my grandnephew, uh, Drew Dubuque, we're calling him the big guy now. That's his nickname. You know, you heard about the big guy? Well, he's the big guy. Well, I tell you, he really enjoyed himself. And I want to thank all of you listeners in Alabama that came up to him and told him that they heard him on the radio. He really enjoyed that. Thanks so much. And I tell you what, it was success from that point, whether we got a dove or not. And, you know, the way I look at trips like that, that makes the ones that are good so much sweeter when you get them. All right, got a question coming in here. It says, uh, what happened to the Flyway Federation of Louisiana? Has Ducks Unlimited and Delta Waterfowl made any effort to at least have an unbiased study and maybe the effect of unharvested corn has on the migration, and how long corn could sustain ducks in a certain area. Anyway, these organizations can have a representative come on your show and speak on this and maybe even get Larry Reynolds. Larry, if you don't know, is the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries for Louisiana Duck Study Leader and dedicate the entire show to the situation. And what are our local politicians? Uh, these techs sometimes, when they get lengthy, they jump around. What are our politicians doing about this, and what are we doing to restore our wetlands? It's like everyone is turning their heads the opposite way when it comes to these situations. Well, you got a lot of questions there. Number one, uh, what happened to Flyway Federation? Josh Goins, I have not uh, heard from Josh. Uh, we do not have our 7 to 9 live streaming show, and it's very complicated, but it's, well, you can blame it on coronavirus. But hopefully that will return. As far as getting Ducks Unlimited and Delta Waterfowl people on the air, uh, that happened. If you were tuned in last year, we dedicated a, a couple of hours to that. And their take, and to this day, they don't feel that it has a, a marked impact on the migration of waterfowl. 
And I know there's a lot of people who will argue that point, and not just, uh, you know, the uh, anecdotal messages and, and thoughts from people. There's a lot of scientists and biologists who believe the same thing. Uh, personally, I think that they are neglecting a really good opportunity and is hurting both of those organizations because people are turning away from those organizations. They're not doing the volunteering. They're not participating in the banquets and the fundraising, and that is really a tragedy because without those organizations, the future of waterfowl looks dim. But I think this is something, if if they're totally right, that it has no impact, let's find that out once and for all, really do a hard, unbiased study like the listener said, and get to the bottom of that. Until then, uh, I think it's a rocky road. All right, here we have, uh, let's see, oh, Pete Chester's checking in. Good to hear from you, Pete. He's going to Lafitte. He's taking one of his good friends who's been battling cancer fishing this morning. Going to put him on some of the speckled trout action. And we've been going on right now out of Lafitte, Bay Round, Bay Laurier, holding some nice trout. They're using an eighth-ounce glow soft plastic, two and a half feet under a cork. If you find mullet on a shoreline, the reds are going to be there, too. For the reds, you want to use a half-ounce gold spoon or a number four spinner blade rig with a black chartreuse tail. Good luck fishing. Have a great day. Good to hear from you, Pete. Keep those reports coming, my friend. All right, we got more reports and more information. I'm going to give you that list, a rundown on bank fishing spots. If you one of the many people who are always asking, I've got a long list of them all across the state of Louisiana, and the opportunity is no better than it is right now. I'll tell you how, where, and when. Right after this time out, you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, I've been telling you that the most commonly asked question that I get is, where is a good place to go fish from the bank? And I'm going to tell you, we have a program in Louisiana that's called Get Out and Fish, and it's headed up by... Uh, of course, Danica Williams and also uh, Heather uh, put this thing together and work very hard along with some other employees and volunteers. And what they do is they take both rainbow trout and catfish, freshwater catfish, and stock local ponds that have easy access and meet the criteria for being able to host these events. And they this week they have stocked many of these things with as much as 1,000 pounds of adult-sized channel cats. This is not, you know, fingerlings that's going to take years to grow. These fish are pan-fry ready right now. And let me tell you, channel catfish are delicious. It's a great fish because they're hardy, unlike the rainbow trout, which don't really last into the summer months. A catfish can survive. He will be there until he's caught out of there. And you can't, you know, take for granted that when they put these fish in, they're all going to be caught the day that they stocked them. No, it takes a long time, and there's going to be good fishing for those catfish. And, you know, simple, you know, a weight, fish on the bottom with a worm or some of these prepared catfish dough baits and stuff. You can fish them underneath a cork, and they bite readily, and you got a great fish for eating. Just got to be a little bit careful with them. And not quite as bad as a saltwater catfish if you happen to get finned, but uh, still you got to stay away from those fins. But other than that, great fish to, to for kids, especially to catch, because they're easy to catch. Now, here are some of the locations. If you're in North Louisiana, in Minden, Turner's Pond, and Grambling, the Grambling City Park, in Ruston, Elmore, Mayfield Park, and Caroli Park in West Monroe. If you're in South Louisiana, in Homa, the Bayou Country Sports Park, the pond there has been stocked with 1,000 pounds of fish. Uh, Bogachitta State Park, which is uh, up in Franklinton. They've got a lot of ponds there. The northern pond is the one where those fish have been put in. Uh, Breck's Burbank Park in Baton Rouge. In Walker, the Sydney Hutchison Park. Hammond, the little Zamuri Park, nice little place right in town. 
And in New Orleans, out in the east, uh, Joe Brown Park. In southwest Louisiana, the I-10, the Interstate Park in Jennings. Uh, Gerard Park in Lafayette. We went there and did a, a Bayou Wild TV feature on the Rainbow Stocking. There. Nice little area there, real shady. Uh, and all these places are set up with a, it's safe. Uh, they've got clean banks. They've got restrooms nearby. Uh, even the physically challenged can fish at these places, or they would not have been selected. And the last one I'm going to tell you about is in Youngsville at the Southside Regional Park. Now, if you didn't get all of that and you want to find that list, go to the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website and check it out. Just You can navigate around there, and you'll find the Get Out and Fish. In fact, if you just go to, you can do it on Facebook, too, at LDWF, that's Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, LDWF Get Out and Fish. And it will tell you about the program, how it works, and all those locations where you can get out there. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to go on for weeks and weeks before those fish have been significantly caught out of there. So your chances are never better than right now. So get out there and fish like they say. All right, uh, here's some text messages coming in. This one says, I'm going to beat the Lafayette Yacker in the Fallen Tide. Sincerely, the Frog Lawyer. Now, you can't get away with uh, putting a name like that on this show without explanation. What in the heck? How did you get the nickname or the name Frog Lawyer? I want to hear that one. Uh, Here's another name you hear often, the, the Mad Trucker. He's wishing us a good morning. And we want to congratulate Bo. Bo got his first bow kill. Bo, using his bow, got a buck out of Honey Island last Saturday. Uh, he'll be country frying some backstrap for dinner tonight. Congratulations, Bo. I, I know how it feels when you get that first deer, especially a buck with your bow. Congratulations, and hopefully that won't be the last. All right, we're going to take a, a little early break here. We come back, give Gal Carpenter more time than he normally needs to tell us what the fishing's like down on the island of Grand Isle and also those areas to the north, Leeville. Some of those ponds up towards Fouchon. We'll be right back with Captain Daryl Carpenter of RealScreamers.com. That's R-E-E-L, right after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, I got an explanation in on the frog lawyer. I'll tell you about that after the top of the hour. But right now we've got to get Captain Daryl Carpenter in here, who has been giving us fishing reports on this show for more years than he and I would like to admit. Daryl, how you doing this morning? <laughs> Good morning, Don. Uh, don't I'm, I'm feeling that age some days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know the feeling, my friend. I know the feeling. But, you know, it beats the alternative. So what's going on down on the island? Don, it's, it's been really well. Um uh, you know, I don't – by no means do I want to represent that, you know, this is June and July where we're doing a hunter trout by mid-morning or anything like that. But it's been really, really well. Um, I've been getting I've been getting reports at the side of the road. It's not too good. My guys who fish on the side of the road are saying the, the trout just aren't there yet, catching a few redfish. Um, you know, the right here immediately around the island, it's been a little bit of a – a little bit of a disappointment, I guess you'd say, for October. Um, I still, I, I hate to keep hitting it, but I mean, I still think it's that shrimp crop. And we're starting to see some shrimp, but most of them are still way up in the marsh. But you know, the secret has been get up in the marsh and go fishing. I mean, all this week we've had trout up to two plus pounds in the marsh. Um, you're starting to see a few birds, so we've got a few shrimp piling up. The the, the fish under the under the birds have been a little bit mixed, a lot of throwbacks, but some keepers. The redfish have really started to show up, and I'm talking about good. It's, it's like it's like there's no middle ground. Every one of them's either 11 or 12 inches, or it's a tournament size 
you know, 26 to 28 inch redfish. Um, just you just got to stick and move. You no, know, we're we're finding that nothing's ganged up. Four or five fish in a spot sometimes, and then you got to move on. Uh, you get far enough north in that marsh where you got grass. Just just fish, fish. You know, shrimp, minnows. I showed. I sent you the picture earlier this week. We've had a run on the storm minnows down here on Grand Isle. I don't know what brought them out, but fish any of it under a cork over that grass, and and that's where the fish have been coming. It, but, I mean, you work at it long enough, you're putting together a good box of fish. Are the birds any help right now? They have been. Um, and they've been in some strange places. Uh, made a made a move last week from one redfish pond to another, and as soon as I rounded the corner, there was two flocks of birds diving in the middle of a redfish pond. So we sat there and whacked away on some speckled trout. Uh, then never even had to crank the big engine, you know, left from doing speckled trout under the birds to just trolling over to the bank and started catching redfish. Perfect day. Daryl, uh, we kind of rely on you, even though you don't do it anymore. You did a lot of it at a time, was offshore fishing. Why am I not hearing about all the great tuna catches coming out of the Gulf in this big month of October? Is it wind conditions, or what's going on? It, it's been mostly the weather. It's been, you know, I mean, number one, you got to remember this is shrimp boat season. It does, the, the, the tuna don't jump in behind those shrimp boats the minute they drop their nets. They've got to be out there for a little while. They've got to, they've got to, you know, get a, get a pattern going to where there's, there's bait regularly being supplied behind those boats and so forth to gang those fish up. But the biggest complaint I've had, Don, and I know there's been a few social media groups and I think, I think Florida's wildlife and fisheries are starting to address it. The biggest complaint, I mean, I got a customer that I'm fishing today who was on a tuna trip last week, they hooked into, the, I think he told me, eight of them, didn't get a single one up to the boat because the sharks have gotten so protected and so thick that you can't get anything to the boat. Um, he said they had eight confirmed watch them bite tuna hookups, and all, all eight of them got, got eaten. They got eaten before they could get them up to the boat, bringing back nothing but heads. But the majority of it is the weather, uh, just the uh, you know, nobody's had a chance. And look, it, it looks like we may be on evacuation again come the end of the weekend. Uh, you know, with a Halloween storm coming in somewhere no, between us and Pennsylvania. No, I refuse. I refuse it. No more. It just can't come. <laughs> We're just not going to do that. <laughs> so, Darryl, you know, we do need to probably address that shark situation. I know guys have been complaining about that for years. Uh, there's so much protection on them. There's so many of them out there. But, you know, some other news I got, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Alabama uh, did a study. And they have uh, have documentation, actual proof about how poor a job that the NOAA and Marine Fisheries has done with the red snapper. You know the mismanagement part of it, how far off they've been, and that that's some some really good hard evidence. But we've known it, you know, for a long, long time. But uh, now I think they've got some real documentation. It comes at a good time because they're trying to go back to the old way and do away with the La Creole program. Right, right. I mean, look, it's it's been a proven fact, study after study, that NOAA, National Marine Fishery, and everything they've done, they they lag, you know, they lag so far behind on what's really happening, and it's you know it's it's been proven time after time that every one of their every one of their conservation or every one of their management schemes has all been centered around the commercial fishery, and you just cannot manage a fish to a catch target in a recreational fishery under their rules. It, it can't happen. I mean, it, it's it's doomed to fail. And I, I think what even some federal organizations have done studies on it, you know, Congress has done studies on it and shown that they're just totally mismanaged and just 
I mean, it, it's not going to work. I don't know why they continue to beat that dead. You know, I mean, that's a while a dead horse just don't get up anymore. <laughs> well, you know, the, the thing that always got me was they were not allowed to, uh, they were, would have been allowed had they done it. They chose not to inventory the red snapper that were at the rigs, which is where most right. of the snapper congregate. But according to them, those fish did not exist. So that certainly skewed the numbers the wrong way for sure. Yeah, and you got to remember, once you get away from the Louisiana and some of the Texas coast, there are no shallow water rigs like what we have. You know, so I mean, it's, it's, they're all, they're focused so much on the Eastern Gulf and the mindset of the Eastern Gulf that they just cannot realize anything else. And like I said, it's, it's not, none of their processes were ever put in place to manage to a recreational, you know, catch to your target fishery. And, you know, it's, it's fairly good job at managing a commercial fishery, but it doesn't work a darn on a recreational fishery. Got it. Darrell, thanks so much for the report. Uh, people want to get a hold of you, they can find you on my website. That's DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. Your website, RealScreamers.com. And uh, you still have a telephone, don't you? Oh, yeah. There's, I mean, Some people how, else don't. Would I check? <laughs> how else would I check that radar? <laughs> yeah. 225. It's 225-937-6288. All right, my friend. Thank you as always. We appreciate it, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Captain Darrell Carpenter, realscreamers.com. All right, we come back at the top of the hour. I'm going to explain where the frog lawyer got his name. That's funny. Also, i uh, got some Alabama news for you, Alabama listeners, on Red Snapper, CWD with your deer. More fishing reports, that stuff you and I love to talk about on Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And welcome back in. Got lots more outdoors in this hour number two. Glad you decided to start your Saturday morning off with us. Uh, we're hearing from David, one of our Alabama listeners. Want to know how the dove hunt in Alabama went last week? Well, I explained it already, David. Let me just uh, cut to the chase and say the dove hunting was poor as far as the doves, but the trip and the hunt itself, uh, precious and priceless. Spending time with my grandnephew out there and meeting some really nice folks in, in Alabama. And I'll be back. All right, um, also another uh, Alabama listener, the Irish Kunas. He said, uh, he in, glad we enjoyed our trip to Alabama, but regret he was not able to come meet us. You know how it is. Yeah, you got to pay the bills. I uh, love the show. Thank you so much. We appreciate you saying that. Uh, here's one from Indianapolis, Indiana. I travel with my family several times a year to fish along Highway 1 just past Leeville popular bank spot for sure for the past 40 years that's my spot james davis well james good to have you listen to us up in indianapolis you know when i think of indiana fishing doesn't really come to mind what is your most popular fish that you guys fish for up there of course for saltwater yep you got a good place you're coming down here and we welcome you to louisiana uh here's a comment i can't believe they didn't stock lafreniere park ponds would have been a perfect place for anyone you know, when I thought that myself, and then when you brought it up, I immediately fired off an email to Danica and find out if they do and when they might, and if not, why not? I think, like you, there's a perfect place. There's plenty of parking, plenty of access, and everything you need there to have a good time with kids or physically challenged. So anyway, I'll get an answer, and we'll get that on another show. All right, here's the explanation on the frog lawyer. Okay, frog lawyer texted us and challenged the Lafayette Yacker, all these nicknames. Uh, the Yacker is fishing in the fallen tide, and the frog lawyer is too. He says he's going to beat the Yacker. So we got a head-on-head competition. I want you all to text me and tell me who you think is going to be the highest 
score? Who will be the winner of the, the head-on competition between the Lafayette Yacker and the Frog Lawyer? The frog, it says, Don, the Frog Lawyer is from Rain, which makes sense. Rain's the frog capital of the world. He got his name because he defended a frog in a fly-eating case. But did he win or lose? That's the big question. I can understand, you know, frogs eating flies. I think they're well within their rights to do that. Of course, fly lovers will argue that point. What do you think? Text me, 504-260-1870. All right, for you Alabama listeners, the Red Snapper season continues this weekend. It's Saturdays and uh, 12.01 a.m. it begins and runs till midnight on Sundays until the quota is reached. And that has not been done yet, so it could be a good weekend to get out there, and it may end this weekend. So if you want some red snap off the Alabama coast, go. Also, they're doing what they can to prevent the spread of uh, chronic wasting disease. You know, this is taken off all across the country. Uh, Texas, Mississippi, Tennessee, a lot of the surrounding states uh, have detected it so far. Alabama and Louisiana have not had any cases of CWD, and they offer sampling stations if you want to have a deer that whether you suspect it or not and you'd like to drop off the parts to have it tested it's absolutely free they'll do that Uh, you need to take the head and about four to six inches of neck attached and put it in a plastic bag that they provide with a tie wrap Uh, you can take the antlers off at the base of the antlers or you can remove the whole skull plate if you want to keep that and then you fill out a biological sample tag put it on the bag with the zip tie and put it into the freezer and the locations are all over Alabama. I saw the map. There's probably 30 or more of them. And you can find that on their website. Or you can have your deer sampled at any uh, wildlife and fisheries district office uh, in Marengo County. And, again, go online if you want to find them. It's OutdoorAlabama.com. And just look for CWD sampling. All right, event I wanted to tell you about called Chip In for the Coast. It's to benefit the CCA Louisiana's North Shore chapter. It's going to be Thursday, November the 5th at the beautiful Chifuncta Country Club. And uh, it'll benefit the North Shore chapter. And if you want to do it as a team company name and you can sign up, just go online, go to CCA Louisiana and check it out. They've got uh, tickets on sale now. It's a shotgun start, 9 a.m. on Thursday, November 5th. Do I play golf? Absolutely not. You can only be good at so many things, you know. All right, <laughs> we come back after this. I'll tell you, God is good at something. We call him the forensic fisherman sometimes. I'm talking about Captain Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures of Louisiana. His report is next, and it's going to be a good one, I got a feeling, right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And that theme music was chosen by you, the audience. For this man, Captain Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures of Louisiana. His reports, by the way, are brought to you by a wonderful company called CETO. And they've got a great franchise in southeast Louisiana. Uh, Chris and uh, Colleen take care of that for you. And they're like AAA on the water. You get peace of mind if you run out of gas or by some mistake, uh, you, you need a tow-in, a breakdown, jump start you for electrical problems. Just make that call, and they'll be there. You can call them to get the service at CETO.com is the website. If you want to call, it's 504-301-4545. And, you know, we're getting pretty close to that holiday shopping time and 179 bucks for a whole year. What a great gift to give to someone you love and you really care about who ventures out on the water. All right, Captain Mike joins us. And, Mike, you kind of pick up where Robbie leaves off. You fish kind of to the north and the west of his areas. Uh, has it been as good for you as it has been over that way this week? 
It has been, Don. We've had a couple of days with some weather that was a little bit challenging. In other words, just kind of slow and go across the open waters of Lake Bourne. But once we got over into the marsh, plenty, plenty, plenty of white trout. Like Robbie said, you could you could fill the boat up, fill the boat up with them. Um, and you know, we would pick out the bigger ones if we wanted to keep some, and we would move and keep moving until we found some speckled trout. I would say we're probably averaging 30 to 40 speckled trout a day, depending on where you could get to. Uh, yesterday, we had some boats run down towards Bayou B Avenue and fish that deep water of the Mistigo. That are 60 fish. Um, it seemed the rest of them were in that 30 to 40 range. I was red fishing yesterday, and there is high water in the marsh. The only clue I could give you was later in the day, um, and I'm saying later, but it's like 10 o'clock when the tide starts to gather some velocity. The points where you could see current moving around it was really good for the redfish. I was fishing dead shrimp under a cork. Being the water was high, I did move my leader a little bit deeper, probably fishing 14 to 16 inches under a cork instead of my normal 10 to 12. Um, but they're still out there. I'll be doing the same thing today. Some of my Texas guys are here. So we'll be pursuing redfish. But we got four other boats heading out for speckled trout. And with the calmer winds that we're having, they're going to go hit those platforms in Lake Bourne because they've got a lot of fish on them as well. We just haven't been able to get to them with the, with the high winds we've had during the week as well as the last two days. So I'm looking for some good catches this afternoon when we get back to the dock. Yeah, I would see that why I see no reason why you shouldn't. Now, to get that 30 to 40 average, about how many trout do you have to catch total with the, the ones that you have to release right now? The ratio hadn't been too bad when you find the speckled trout. Probably 60% are keepers. I didn't have too many small ones. Now, when I went trout fishing, I was concentrating in the deeper bayous where there were shell bottoms, and we've had falling tides all week. So I would find an area where it's choked down, and then it empties into a lake, and there'll be shells on the bottom, and we could fish there. I noticed when I was in the marsh and my customers were fishing along the shoreline, I would have a popping cork in the middle of the bayou, just kind of occupying my time. And I caught a lot of smaller 10, 11-inch trout, as well as 10 and 11-inch redfish. But those smaller ones seem to be in the marsh, and that's where the small ones grow up. So it makes sense that they would be there, and the bigger ones in that current chasing trim. There's birds in the area locally. If you're fishing local, Lake Taplin's got some birds in it, the intercoastal waterway, mud lake. So there's a lot of fish in a lot of areas. It's just a matter of stick and move, you know, use that 15-minute rule. You get to a spot, give it 15 minutes, you don't catch. Move and keep moving. But current and current lines are what you certainly want to look for this time of year. Mike, you didn't include uh, the bridges, I-10, I-12, uh, Highway 11, um, not, not I-12, that would have no speckled trout on 12. Uh, I-10, Highway 11 bridges, uh, you know, have you had any of your guides go that way and give that a try? I know they've been wearing the sheephead and the reds out there, but what about trout? Right. The, the, the sheephead and the redfish and the occasional black drum and flounder have been at the bridges. The speckled trout haven't landed there yet. My theory on that is that shrimp, are free-ranging. They don't necessarily hang out by structure. They're just out in the middle of the bodies of water. So they're cruising 
wherever in the middle of Lake Pontchartrain, and the, and the trout are hot on their tails. We'll need a couple more cold fronts to drop the water temperatures, and the white shrimp will move out. And when those shrimp move out, the trout won't follow them. The trout will stay here, and then they'll settle in on the bridges because the bridges will have fin fish that are hanging around the bottom of the bridges, which is, you know, algae forms like the first stages of a food chain. So we just need some colder water temperatures. Our water temperatures yesterday were in the mid to high 70s, 77 degrees. Mike, sounds like an excellent theory. I agree with you 100%. I think it's going to be a while before they get to the bridges, but the lake is full of shrimp, and there's nothing wrong with that. Well, listen, good luck, and say hello to your Texas guys. I'm sure they're going to have a great day out there with you on the water. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, and not too early to start thinking about gift certificate time, too, if someone wants to give a gift of fishing to their their loved ones or family member, uh, tell them how to do that. Very simple. You can find me on DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. My website is AAOfLA.com. We're on Facebook under Angling Adventures, so not hard to find me there. I do have a tip for you, Don. If you were to happen to purchase a family member, a CETO membership, I'm certain that family member would invite you fishing when they go. So it's a gift that keeps on giving. The gift that comes back at you. I love it. I love it. Great idea. And you can do that at CETO.com. You can do it today. Mike, y'all have a great day out there. Enjoy this weather and the good fish while we got it, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, Don. We'll talk to you then. All right, and there he goes, back on the bayou. All right, we come back after this. Paddler's report, they got a big tournament going on, Fallen Tide. We'll talk to Captain Eric Mahabarak about that and some opportunities if you like to paddle or pedal for your fish. Back with that right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Theme for our Paddler's Report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. It is a special presentation of Massey's Outfitters. You're going to find them in Mid-City of New Orleans, in Covington, Baton Rouge, and also uh, that Covington store, by the way, rents kayaks. And if they like to buy one, well, they've got some of the best models from brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. You'll see it all on their website, MasseyOutfitters.com, or their very active Facebook page. And Captain Eric Mohabarak is one of our field reporters. He's with us this morning. And i got to tell you, Eric, I know you know the Lafayette Yacker. I don't know if you know the Frog Lawyer, but it looks like uh, our audience thinks the Frog Lawyer is going to take him in the fall and tide. Uh, tell us about that tournament going on in Grand Isle today. Well, I'll tell you, that Frog Lawyer is a talented fisherman. He's also a good, good guy. Uh, both of them are real good, but... Uh... You know, the old Lafayette Yak, Yak has got that boudin grease on his hands. He's always slipping up with his reels. <laughs> but, uh, well, it may attract the fish. Turn. They might disqualify yeah. boudin well, lure, you well, know. <laughs> well, he thinks he's chumming when he throws that boudin skin over the water, you know. <laughs> he <laughs> you probably know? is. He might have a little... Yeah, he got a little advantage there. Um, but it's going to be a, a great tournament. Uh, they got 86 that turned out. Uh, they tried, you know, that's why they moved it to, uh, to Grand Isle to try and pick it, pick up the, the numbers uh, from 23. It's about the same amount. I think they had 90 last year, 96 last year. So it's about the same numbers. They had a tournament last week, and, you know, it's the time of year football and all that. Might be some influence on hunting season. And why the numbers aren't as high as they used to be, but uh, anyway, it should be a great tournament. Uh, like like you know, a few other guides said uh, about the fishing on Highway One, they do have some some trout. Uh, 
you found is going to be the key to this whole tournament, as usual, always with these slam tournaments. Uh, Plaquemines, though, has some bigger trout, not as many, but but seems from what I've been hearing and what I've been seeing, some some larger trout. You know, I'm saying 23 inches. Uh, that's what it's, it's going to take. It's like a 23-inch trout and a 26.75 redfish uh, to, to get you up to where you're going to need to be. Now, I think basons will produce a redfish like that. Uh, if I was to guess, I would think if you uh, trout would come from as, as uh, Bobby Lenz uh, in that area there where Bobby Lenz is at, with a little bit further up to get a, get a larger trout and a and a, uh, and a, uh, a flounder. You know, flounder. Tommy Eubanks has yeah. won won the tournament several years there. Uh, you know, so it's a pretty good little area. Um, but it's going to be a chance thing, you know, um, it, as far as weights go, like we used to do, um, it, it would, you, I would think that the Plaquemines would have a heavier fish, although you do get some meaty reds out of basals, you know, in that area with all that grass and stuff up that way. Yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, tournament. Now this is a, a catch photo and release. They judge it by the total length and not the weight. So, We'll see how that turns out. I know Brendan's down there, and we'll be, you know, checking in with him a little bit next week. Um, tell me about some of the fishing you've been doing. You've been getting in on some of that good Plaquemines parrot fishing with that river low and all that stuff going on? Yeah, Don, actually, you know, the wind, has been, as you all know, has been blowing from the east, killing me. Yeah. Uh, it seems like every time I get a chance to go out, and battling wind at 20 miles an hour, 25 miles an hour. But uh, amazingly enough that, you know, you know, it keeps me from fishing the speckled trout in the areas I need to go to fish the speckled trout. I did go one day on the east side of the river just to test out some spots for my larger fish that I like to fish. And, um, you know, I'm not using your typical baits and things. I'm using larger, you know, baits uh, that, that you know, big jerk baits and, and, and suspended lures and, and different things like large uh, top waters and stuff like that. I'm looking for one bite, though, and uh, it was just – it just didn't happen. I didn't catch a trout. I ended up catching two reds that day. Um, but on the, on the west side, uh, the redfish are definitely piled up. Um, they are, like I said, a few larger trout on the, on the Highway 23 area. Um, they do have birds uh, flocking up in, 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 uh, in Buras. Um, right out of the marina, you can you can see that. You can launch when when you see them right there, and, and go chase them down. You're going to have to weed through your fish because that's usually the smaller fish. But I, I think uh, if we have a, a decent little cold front, things are really going to turn on with speckled trout in that area. Uh, as far as like like fishing, if you don't mind going three miles out and stuff, I, I find that it's a little bit better for the trout or further out. You know, but that's a hike for some people. Um, you know, three miles in a kayak. It, especially if you're paddling and not pedaling. So it, it takes a lot of work to get out there. But uh, things are really, you know, as far as the fishing is going, it, it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do, you know, this time of year. Uh, would, like I said, I would like to see another cold front come and, and a decent one, you know, where it drops the temperature about 20 degrees. I think that would really just set it off. Yeah, and finally put a stake in the heart of this uh, hurricane and tropical storm season, too, and get rid of that deal. You know, that, that's got to go. Yeah. Got to go. Uh, well, Eric, know, if somebody I wants to get a hold of you at the Louisiana Kayak Company and uh, book a trip, uh, tell them what you got to offer and how to get a hold of you. Well, you can get in touch with me on your website, Don Dubuque, the outdoors guy. And also, you can get in touch with me on Facebook or Instagram. That's the Louisiana Kayak Company. 
And also, the really the easiest and best way is just to give me a call, 504-313-8292. Sounds good, my friend. Thanks for the report, as always. And uh, we'll be looking forward to some of the results of that Fall and Tide tournament later next week. All right, Don, y'all have a great day, and, and be careful out there, all right? Always good advice. Thank you. It's Captain Merrick. All right, coming back after this, a special request from Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement Division. Need help in identifying uh, the person or persons responsible for an illegal killing of an alligator. We'll tell you that story. It's the bad boys coming up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Listeners are doing this morning on this Saturday. I've got a text comes in, says, can't decide what to have for breakfast, cinnamon rolls or shrimp and sauce. That's an easy one. Start off with the shrimp and sauce and have the cinnamon rolls for breakfast dessert. That's easy. Uh, here's another vote for the frog lawyer to, to whip up on uh, the Lafayette Yacker. That contest is going on. Hey, look who's here. Team JoJo in one of the pack. Hadn't heard from Team JoJo in a while. They're uh, getting ready to head out to Lake Pontchartrain. Uh, good plan. Chase those silver wonders and uh, really enjoy listening to the show. Good fishing. Thanks. Good to hear from you guys. Uh, here's one from the Meat Smacker. Going crabbing this morning, going to try our luck in White Lake for the first time. Got any insider info about White Lake? Let me tell you about White Lake. Uh, I was overjoyed when the state acquired that through a donation from BP. But then the way that whole operation is run is very disheartening. I mean, to pay pe- for people to have to pay to go on privately owned property, there are posted signs. Be careful where you go there. That is a very tricky place. To, to, to stay out of trouble. Even though it's a public place, uh, it's still run like a private place, and uh, that's never set well with me. Long story. We'll talk more about that one day. By the way, the name Meat Smacker comes from his son calling a meat tenderizer a meat smacker. That's a good name for a meat tenderizer, the old hammer, one day at the camp. It is now the name of our crab boat, the meat smacker. All right, good luck to you. Let me know how you do over there at White Lake. All right, right after this quick station identification pause, going to tell you how you might be able to assist the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries in bringing an illegal alligator killer to justice. That's up next, right after we let our local stations identify themselves along the outdoors with Don Dubuque. Radio Network. Dateline Ascension Parish, Louisiana. Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement is seeking leads for the illegal killing of an alligator. The Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents were notified Monday about an alligator that was shot with an arrow in Bayou Manshack near Alligator Bayou, of course. The agents responded to the scene. They found the dead 12-and-a-half-foot alligator with a 20-inch Carbon Express Carbon Crossbow Arrow, also known as a bolt, with green and white fletching sticking out. Agents are asking anyone with information related to this case to contact their Operation Game Thief. You hear me talk about that endlessly. A lot of our cases begin with that. The phone number is on the back of your hunting and fishing license, 800-442-2511. Or they have a tip 411 app if you have that on your phone. If you have information, you can remain anonymous. There is a secretive way that they identify you, but they don't know who you are. You can collect a reward of up to $1,000. This is a particularly egregious case because that is a huge alligator and a wonderful resource for someone to kill without tags, without a license, illegally, and then to leave it there to rot and waste. Uh, it's unforgivable. Anyway, if you have information, you could become a little richer 
Call Operation Game Thief, 800-442-2511, and stay tuned. We might possibly have that bad boy featured on this show. All right, we come back after this timeout, get to some more of your text messages. You can do that at 504-260-1870. And we're going to check in with the plastic man, Captain Ryan Lambert, right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And he's known as the plastic man when he's fishing, the man of steel when he's duck hunting, and when he's playing golf, he's the champion of Grand Ridge Golf Club. I'm talking about Captain Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures. Which are you today, Captain Ryan? What are you doing? I'm fishing today, buddy. I'm going to get out, though. Loaded up with plastic and going to get them, huh? Yep. And everybody says, you got some shrimp? No, no, we don't do shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> That's for Bubba Gump to do. Hey, where are you going right. and, and what you're going to be fishing for? Those trouties? I'm fishing big fish today. I'm going to fish bull reds. I'm going to go head for the beach and just go all along the beach, and there's a lot of bulls out there. So, um uh, Last time I was out there a couple of days ago, I was just I was really sight fishing, which I really like to do. So they, the water was real, real pretty. It's going to switch to the northwest here in a minute, and uh, it might be a little different, but it's still going to be least shore for us. So we'll be fine. You know, when I think of uh, you bull red fishing, it brings back memories of uh, Miss Louisiana going out there and, and <laughs> catching those bull reds. That was so funny watching her fight that fish. I saw a clip of that last week. I said, look at her. Boy, she was so fired up. Boy, she was loving that, huh? <laughs> i tell you what, she's uh, she's she's really uh, hard on those redfish. But let me tell you, those frogs really, really spooked her, man. They uh – <laughs> they they kind of they kind of got to her. She she it was all she could muster, all the energy to 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 put her hands and grab one of those frogs. Man, I don't know what the deal was, but uh, she finally did it. She she was determined she was going to grab one, and she finally got one. Now she didn't have any problem well, eating them though. She likes to eat them. Oh yeah, the first time you grab a frog, it is kind of weird though. You know, it's slimy and wet, and it starts kicking. And see, the wind's blowing southwest right now. That is so weird. That is. And, and, hmm. and it's southwest, and it's going to switch. It should have switched already. But we got a big old system right on top of us. It looks like that front is right on us. So I might just kind of hang tight and let let that rain go by this morning before I launch this boat because it's, it's right on top of us. It's blue on one side and black on the other. So Well, well you see. can turn the boat around, and then it'll be northeast. <laughs> uh, the boys. <laughs> Some of the boys hit the trout pretty good yesterday, too. So uh, it's, it's been good. You know, the fishing's real good. And just depending on what customers want, we got about 11 boats out. So it'll be a variety of fish getting caught today. Boy, this water's That's high. about time. Water's in the parking lot. is so high. Wow. wow. So we'll just go out there and get with it. That's all you can do. Well, I mean, it's the whole parking lot's underwater. Goodness gracious. Yeah, well, so, that's what you get when you get that steady wind like that for so many days and nothing to knock it down, you know? Yeah, I saw I saw a blue-winged teal yesterday. <laughs> a <One>? blue-winged teal. <laughs> One. Yeah, that's yeah, just, just going to be tough, buddy. It's going to be a tough duck season. Uh, we do have some on the, on the lease, but, you know, the, the, the Catahoula Lake is the water's high and their feet is going to be messed up. So that might help us get some canvas backs and redheads over here more than normal, and that could really help out because uh, other than that, it's going to be tough. But if they come here, there's a lot of food for them because, you know, our snail population is pretty big. 
Yeah, we, we've got a hunt planned up there on Catahoula, and uh, Blake Swallow, who operates Full Strap and Stringer up there, they had a phenomenal teal season, one of the best teal seasons oh, they've boy. had in a long time. And, boy, but that water's up now. I think they're going to have problems. Yeah, that they had a fabulous teal season, but that's that's just null and void now. It's uh, the water's high, and we got another storm bearing down on us. You, you can believe that. <laughs> oh yeah, well you know it's just common thing now. Nobody even gets shook up anymore. Yeah, we got another one out there, but you know that Gulf temperature is like seventy-eight degrees, so it's going to have trouble negotiating up north. And if we can get a little front down here, we won't have to worry about dealing with it. I'm just keep looking for somebody to blame it on. You know, it's not my fault, but it's somebody's fault. <laughs> yeah, well, how's that thing go? Your fault, my fault, nobody's fault, huh? Big Jake, I think, was the name yeah, of that movie. What you doing this week? Uh, well, um, I'm going to go sit in the deer stand and hope for a late deer after I get off the air this morning. I, I already missed one, you know, it took a... <laughs> I'll have to tell you about it, but I missed I missed, I missed a doe with my bow, and then tomorrow I'm headed down to, of all places... Buy you do large for a dove hunt. They got some doves moved in down there, so I'm going to go down there and really? looking forward to that for a long time. Yeah, he said they showed up after the storm passed. Yeah, well, we're we busy. You know, there's just not enough food in many places. So wherever there's food, everything's going to congregate this year. So uh, you can hope for that, that you're the lucky guy that's got the food. Because and, and, unless we get some giant freezes up north and it's snowing already, it's, it's going to be a tough year for, for us boys in the south. Yeah, that's another place we're going in a couple of weeks, uh, South Dakota. And, uh, you know, we set the trip a little early this year to avoid the snow. And uh, guess what? We got an early snow. Yeah, there, but hopefully The snow's early, too, uh, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's either snow or mud on your boots, so you got your choice. But the pheasants, they don't care. They'll be there. I mean, you're going up and Sarah's coming down because she's getting out the snow and you're going to the snow. <laughs> yeah. No, I'd rather be going out of it. But I'm not going to be up there that long. We'll be gone for about a week and we'll be back again. Well, I got it's a all in there part next of the deal. Oh, do you? Yeah? Yeah. We'll go all up and stuff, so it'll be fun. Yeah. I've been getting a lot of videos of uh, people. You know, they start their seasons up there so much earlier than we do. You know, it makes me jealous. Oh, yeah. You know what's going to be good this year? Mexico is going to be really, really good because they didn't get hit. We've got tons of food down there. We already got tons of birds. We've got a lot of rain, so we're going to have a lot of quail. So it's, I'll have a ball down there. I'm going to leave uh, December 13th as my next trip down. How do people book a trip with you down at the Mexico at Nolejase? They just call me, and if they got a group, you know, it's, you know, you have a group of eight people and I got some November dates if somebody would like to go down, too. So if they call me, I'll, I'll fix them up. And, uh, if I get a day off around here, I might go with them. Well, so we, give we them the phone number. November dates, and it's good. Yeah, just call me at 504-559-5111. And if they want to know about Cajun Fishing Adventures, just go to CajunFishingAdventures.com, and we'll take care of all your needs. Glad you got a full lodge, almost full, and hopefully that will continue through the fall and winter seasons. Yeah. We overflowed today. We had to go to Patty's place with three rooms. <laughs> oh, well, you know, good you got it. Good it's there. And not a yeah, bad place right, to stay either. Nice little place. No, okay, Ryan, thanks you. for the report, my friend. We'll talk next time. All right, bud. Okay, good luck. All right, try to get some of those uh, thumpers, we call them, the big trout that thump, thump, thump in the boat. All right, we come back after it. Wow, it's time to wrap it up. Got a few text messages to cover with you. 504-260-187 if you want to get a late one in. And then we're going to wrap this week's show up 
right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, uh, it's about wrap-up time. Let's see uh, if we got some text messages here before we go out. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, someone had a heart procedure, and the doctor said to relax and rest. So they're going to do that at Dixie Ranch Hunting Club. No better place to do it. I agree with that. Wonderful place. And if you're not familiar with Dixie Ranch, go on our Bayou Wild TV. Uh, dot com website and go back a little bit to some of the episodes and you'll see one we did on about the history of Dixie Ranch. Wonderful place, uh, some great people there too. Uh, here's one that says thanks for the show. Broke the motor last week. Going back to bed. That's the son of the We Go Rat. Which <laughs> We Go Rat. All right, here's son heading to Lafitte. It's Patsy. Want to know for suggestions for finding some trout? Yes, we do have a suggestion for trout. Head to Bay Round or Bay Laurier. Throw a one eighth ounce glow plastic. Two and a half feet under a popping cork. And according to Captain Pete Chesser, you'll do great. They got a lot of fish over in that area. All right, here's a question. How much do they charge to fish in White Lake? Well, uh, it's let me tell you how White Lake works. Uh, this was uh, donated to the state of Louisiana in exchange for some generous tax, uh, I guess you would say, exemptions by BP. BP Amico, I think, got the best of the deal. They maintain their mineral rights. They keep the oil and gas revenues. They also kept some of the property for themselves in the middle of it, the best of it, and we gave them some humongous tax uh, benefits. And the idea of this under the Foster Administration and the Wildlife and Fisheries at that time was the property would be supported through selling permits and licenses and leases. And they do everything from alligator to alligator egg harvesting. They do lottery, waterfowl hunts. Now, Grant, get this. This is on a public piece of property. Uh, they, they pick lottery hunts, but you got to pay for them. Uh, lottery fishing permits, leases for agriculture, hunting, fishing, and other uses. I think they even do some cattle grazing there. And they take bids, and it's bid out, and people pay money for that. And I think the, the group waterfowl hunt is like $3,000 for your group to go. And all of this is on public property. As far as the use of the canals, a lot of it is posted. There's no access allowed, even though it's a public property. This has been something that I have been opposed to for, I don't know, it's probably 20 years since they got this property. And it uh, just seems like this goes about its business. You know, it's it's a whole bunch of acreage, and it's some beautiful, pristine area. They call it the White Lake Wetlands Conservation Area. It's in Vermilion Parish. And if you go on the website of the uh, Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, you'll find out all about the history and all about it. All right, let's see. Here we got some more texts uh, popping up. This one, uh, CCA is having their sporting clays at Covey Rise next Friday the 30th. They're going to be announcing the winner of the new F-150 King Ranch truck. Hope it's me. We'll be, uh, maybe you had to buy a ticket, though. It's going to be a great time for all. they got morning and afternoon flights. Sign up on CCA. Louisiana.com, or you can contact Nolan Renerson. Uh, that's Ben from the North Shore Chapter President. Yeah, they got the golf tournament going on. Tell you what, CCA missed out on a lot of their fundraising banquets, so any help they can get will be great. Uh, can someone look into updating your previous fish and game show? Uh, you talk TV or radio? Not sure. Radio, I know there's been a problem. Uh, they're working on that, and possibly by next week we'll get some of the podcasts back up. Oh, I see. It is radio. Okay, good. All right, here's one. Uh, somebody uh, for the for the yak, uh, the Lafayette yakker, uh, to to beat the uh, frog lawyer. Tell you what, some of these nicknames, you know, <laughs> we got a bunch of them: frog lawyer, um, the backstrap stacker, the uh, mad trucker, the Justin the duck guy, Justin the gentilly wildlife refuge manager. 
We've got uh, the Lafayette Yacker, the Meat Smacker, the West Wego Rat, uh, the Snake Doctor, uh, the Irish Coonet. The list goes on and on. And uh, we love to hear from them. They, they, they're a very important part of this program, the listening audience. All right, so what else did we learn today? we got fishing reports, good all across the coast. Uh, Shell Beach, uh, been on fire, the east shoreline of Lake Bourne. Uh, catch that fallen tide. Uh, a lot of the in-close areas, Hopedale Lagoon, Rosita, Lake Amida, all those areas. Uh, Mike Gallo picked it up from there, and he told us the northern Biloxi marsh has been very productive. Uh, he's catching a lot of white trout, speckled trout, uh, some high water in the marsh, but it's easy access if you're going in there to catch some of those reds. Uh, be careful on the size of those trout. Make sure you measure each and every one. they got to be 12 inches long. Daryl Carpenter says uh, fish are moving on the north side over there and uh, up towards the Leeville area from Grand Isle. Still some big bulls along the coastline. Ryan Lambert's going after those today down in Plaquemines. Also still got a few hanging around off the Grand Isle. Uh, Kirk Stansel, southwest Louisiana, uh, they, you know, he said the refuges are closed. Sabine and Cameron, but the lake is open and uh, people are fishing there. And he says it's typical October. Look for the birds and get up underneath them and use your trolling motor or let the wind drift you into those birds. Don't go running up on them real quick. I know you're anxious, but that disturbs the whole process. See those fish chase the shrimp to the top. The birds see them and the birds come swoop on them from the top. And then if you get in between all of that, there's some fantastic speckled trout action there. All right, good luck to all of you uh, yakkers out there fishing for the fallen tide. We'll have more fishing reports again next week. We'll get all more of these uh, information that you need to know before you start your weekend into the great outdoors. We do it each and every Saturday morning. Now in our, God, can you believe it, our 31st year. That's what we do. It's Saturday mornings, 5 to 7 a.m., right here on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Be careful out there and have a great weekend. Halloween show next Saturday. Be there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.